Sarah's space is still within her wonderful cozy home <laughs> as we reach the end of April and I guess coming up to, well, it's been six weeks of self-isolation. And when I say that, I don't want to sound too dramatic, unlike uh, many people who have been forced into true isolation. I uh, still get out of my home for walks and nature time and the six-minute drive to the local studio to unwind my thoughts and my body and the occasional chore. But uh, in re regards to it being like regular life and regular schedule, yeah, I guess one could definitely say it's isolation. However, having said that, I just kind of wanted to check in. It has been a little too long. I intended to actually try to post a podcast last week. And funnily enough, all of this extra time in which my regular schedule is not occurring has not turned into extra time in which one is without things to do. <laughs> I have to say there have been times where I've thought I feel actually kind of busier than I regularly feel, but not in in a frenetic, outside-paced way, actually very much sort of self-driven and and coming from the inside, my own needs, my own my own agenda, really. And I guess I kind of wanted to share some of that with you because I suspect that each and every one of us has our own coping mechanisms and being all such wonderfully different cellular beings, we are all finding different challenges within this bizarre time frame. And I think that my particular personality has found a real way to thrive and I would love to share it with you. I'd also like to share with you some of the places in which I am not thriving because it's important to show the light in the dark and the balance because that's what we are always working with is balance or trying to achieve that state for ourselves. Um, so some of the things I've been doing well, uh, as uh, you've heard me mention before, I homeschool. So the, the whole aspect of schooling Kira hasn't changed at all. Uh, if anything, it has probably gotten a bit busier because I'm no longer having to rush out the door by a certain hour in the early afternoon to teach in the evening or in the late afternoon. Um, so it, I'm just fitting more schooling in there to fully flesh out parts of the education that would have to have been either slightly shortchanged or sort of pushed into some other little uh, compressed time frame. So schooling is still doing what it's doing. I am trying to get outside as much as possible, even if it just means in the backyard or on the deck. Uh, we do our 7 p.m. banging of pots and pans, uh, being that we are in a small suburban area about uh, 40 minutes outside of Vancouver. We are not part of that uh, heartwarming, uplifting experience in which so many people reach a common goal to celebrate those first responders and those people that are basically risking their lives for us. But we are a tiny little noise <laughs> that has slowly spread. I think we now can hear about four or five households uh, partaking within a, a small area as well. And more interestingly, I guess, from that perspective is that we have a train yard, uh, not, well, I guess it's, it's not that close, 
But given that trains and train horns are quite loud, uh, we now notice that they uh, honk their train horns or somebody in the yard is honking a very loud train horn several times at 7 p.m. So that's lovely. Another thing is I have spent an inordinate amount of time in online creation. Uh, these are things that I had always, well, not always, uh, some of them I had definitely thought, I'd like to do that. I'd like to uh, participate in the online sharing world in the sense of uh, some of the things that only my students that have access to me hear me say. I wanted to share them on a, a wider platform. And uh, part of that is what Sarah Space is all about in these and these conversations with all of you. But I also realized that some people are much more visual and some people would just like to have the addition of the visual aids. So I have started a YouTube channel that's affiliated with Sarah Space and it is called Sarah Lee Sunday Speaks. Uh, Sarah Lee Sunday is my full name, um, minus the last name Brewer Klaus, but it's, uh, yeah, me speaking. <laughs> sometimes not, sometimes just being physically active and, and sharing uh, something that I think would be of some bit of interest or help to someone in the dance field. Uh, so yeah, feel free to look up Sara Lee Sunday Speaks on YouTube and you will find some of what I've been working on. I also have recreated a, an alter ego, I'll call her, uh, that I created, oh goodness, the first time I guess was about 13 years ago. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's correct. About 13 years ago, I created this alter ego all um, surrounding a wig that my mom gave to me to use and uh, eventually gave to me to have. And it's just such an incongruous looking wig on me, uh, given my freckles and uh, reddish hair and pale skin. It's black and it's long and it's that thick uh, 1980s sort of rock goddess hair. <laughs> Basically, it is so much fun to create a character around. So yeah, um, Raven, the character that was born of the wig, has been recreated and she's been a hoot to play with. Excuse me while I drink some water. And I have uh, reveled actually in in the humor, the comedy, and the creativity that comes from sort of delving into uh, costuming and, and makeup and, and videotaping and silly scenarios and uh, have involved my husband and daughter too. My daughter somewhat more reluctantly <laughs> as she finds it quite disturbing to watch me transform from uh, basically mascara, if any makeup at all, to this very well-made-up creature that uh, doesn't speak like her mama, but it has caused a lot of laughter too. So that is another thing. I have also decided to just teach some online classes of my own volition and have been doing so, I guess we're coming up to four weeks now, and have loved it, and am going to carry that forward into May. Uh, the morning classes, which I haven't had an opportunity to teach in years, basically since before my daughter was born. And that used to be what I mainly did were morning classes, open morning classes for professionals and for uh, young adults and for adults. And I uh, 
yeah, I did that for years. I did it at SFU. I did it uh, part-time guest teaching at Harbor Dance in Vancouver. I also did it for Main Dance Place for almost 11 years in Vancouver. So I've missed it. And it's been wonderful to get back in touch with quotation marks around it, because of course it's all online. Uh, but you know what? That's going to be a perfect segue into my next comment that one of the things that I have to applaud and give great blessings to that this time is doing is forcing myself and I'm sure many of us to look at what we do have. And what I am seeing is this opportunity to reconnect with people in this cyber way that I would not have had that opportunity to do. I uh, The creation of Sarah Space and the, and the accompanying Facebook page, which up until a year ago I didn't even have, has allowed me to see, hear from, um, invite in the case of coming to class online, uh, so many people that I have lost touch of or just time passed us by and our connection got lost in the sense of, they went on and, and followed their life's path. I went on and followed my life's path and it deviated quite a bit there in the sense that I was no longer involved in that morning professional dance community and I was raising a young child and now she's still pretty young. But <laughs> yeah, so I feel as though I just want to appreciate that on so many levels. It's just been kind of magical, really. Uh, it's also created opportunities for me to reconnect with people dear friends who sometimes we are all so busy we just simply don't have time to have the dates and I'm pretty good at planning in fact I plan out the wazoo uh, normally I'm planned about three months in advance and work can go anywhere up to six months in advance but pleasurable things are usually about three months in advance and I now of course can't plan for anything and I'm just taking it day by day and appreciating every minute and if someone says oh I'd really like to chat I'll say well you know let's have a glass of wine and a zoom call in uh, four days or three days or sometimes I'll just pick up the phone and we'll chat and chat or sometimes it's a FaceTime call and I I am loving that so although my body aches to give hugs my heart aches to see my students in person and have a huge group hug and a huge sparkling eye-to-eye -eye connection moment that lets me be able to tell them with my body language and with my my presence in the room how much I appreciate their existence. I am appreciating what is available and and loving that I am partaking in it in, in a relatively adept fashion. I say relatively very very cautiously because I've had so many setbacks. Oh my goodness, fellow teachers out there, this Zoom world and this teaching online has been a learning curve to say the least. Uh, in one of the studios I teach for this past week, I managed to log on to the wrong studio, meaning the wrong room, and I was disturbed to find that I couldn't get in and, and, and couldn't find my students that I was supposed to have. And then suddenly, you know, I, I tried for 15 minutes previous to when I was supposed to be there and letting them in the waiting room. And then I ended up being five minutes past the time I was supposed to start. And then, then I'm really starting to get freaked out. And then by some fluke of it, I don't know if I went on my own personal Zoom channel, but suddenly I found them all. 
And one, one of the students had had to become the host because I didn't show up. And then all of a sudden, my boss came online and said, have you been um, logged into Blah Blah Studio because you're kicking out the other teacher and all her students. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, how appalling. I had ended up every time I had tried to log into the studio I thought I was supposed to be a part of. I was, of course, not seeing my own students and was booting this poor woman and her young students out of the space online. So there's one thing. How about the frozen screen syndrome? That's fun too, where you demonstrate something and you've got this, you know, rapt audience and everyone's so polite and they put themselves on mute and you hopefully turn back to, you know, check in and you just mark an exercise full out with all of your passions and all of your abilities. And you turn around, you go up to the screen and how's everyone doing? And then someone sort of in this kind of broken voice because it's breaking as they're speaking says, uh, you were frozen right from the very beginning and I missed the entire thing. Do you mind demonstrating it again? Holy smokes, am I fit right now? I have to say I haven't had a chance to be this fit and do this much dancing for myself or I guess full out both sides in years, in absolute years. So again, another blessing. Um, uh, what's another online faux pas? Well, fumbling, you know, fumbling with the, the mute button and muting yourself or taking yourself off video for a second or f unmuting or muting someone else as they're trying to unmute, uh, etc. Or I also just, you know, myself and fellow teachers are giggling about how much we are seeing ourselves in the screen and our faces, you know, with our furrowed brows and our our, you know, big looming eyes and our pale complexions, and our, our various and sundry, um, shall we say, moments of vanity and how we have to just let it go because A, that's so not the place and it's not what you're there for. And B, what are you going to do about it? You know, uh, I, I have a renewed respect and understanding for actors that need to work on screen. Um, for models that have to see their image ad nauseum in hundreds and hundreds of photos in order to, you know, help choose which one or, or to, they, I don't actually think they have any say in that, just have to see themselves and then that many shots. And I get it. I get it why people get absolutely consumed with their looks and obsessed with their flaws or their perceived flaws. And I have to say, that realization made me very quickly, thanks mom and dad for being so wonderful and real and unconditionally loving with me again, because it has made me just say, you know what, that's your head and that's your face and that's your body and you're healthy and you're happy and you're well and yeah, you're spotty and you're wrinkly and you're shadowed and you have veins in funny places and um, some of your freckles are gravitating to weird locations and and your hair is getting this interesting silvery tinge in certain lights and who cares really? Um, you're getting a chance to connect with your students. You're getting a chance to spend time with your daughter. You're alive, you're well. Uh, yeah, I, I, have, I have many conversations during the day that sometimes I do furrow my brow and sometimes uh, make me burst out laughing just to myself and you know my daughter will say what are you laughing at mama sometimes they make me cry I cry a lot I mean I'm a very emotional person anyways sometimes I find myself you know flicking through a post and someone has posted something vulnerable or 
exquisitely beautiful in its in its human frailty and vulnerability or animal frailty and vulnerability and I'm just sobbing and I'm just I guess sharing that commonality that cellular connection that we all have that makes us more than just the shell and more than just what we appear to be on the outside or what we appear to have achieved I think the the bottom line of that whole ponderance and musing is is that I am appreciating so much I do feel as though I have had a very healthy appreciation for many things as I have aged um as I've gone through the world but I think it's just becoming more heightened and more special actually I didn't realize how touchy-feely I was and how I am feeling a fair amount of um just absence i i'm not i mean i've got my husband and my daughter that i can hug and snuggle and and kiss and probably drive them crazy with but uh the the other you know just the simple touches i think i even did a podcast about that you know on people's arms to say i see you and i hear you and 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 hugging my friends deeply and just all of that my parents oh my goodness that was brutal uh, they live four and a half hours away, and uh, I got the opportunity, I guess it was last week we were away, up in the West Okanagan, and I got the opportunity to visit in the driveway with uh, my mom and dad on two different occasions that week, which, of course, is a huge rarity, and also weird as Dickens, because normally when I go up to visit, I'm staying with them, and we are sharing as much time as we possibly can and appreciating every moment, and um, I got that touchy feeliness from my mama. So <laughs> to stand there at six feet apart and try to carry on as though that was quote unquote normal was, it was strange. But at the same time, I could see them. I could laugh with them. We could talk. We could share space. That was so much to be grateful for. And I was and am. I also have to be grateful for the fact that and I was having a conversation with a dear friend about this I'm not naturally an anxious person I I don't worry as as worry seems to be manifested by so many humans around me I'm I I think that if one is to circumscribe a particular emotion of the more negative or burdensome type I would say mine would be anger so that that inherent uh, angry aggression that can come out in me when feeling thwarted or frustrated or protective along those lines of whatever whatever sort of base um, mammalian response I'm having at the time uh, it it has also become something that has always spurred me on and encouraged me to find resolution and solution and some sort of sense of uh, fulfillment that I'm not just going to feel that burnout and and uh, attack and and then just walk away I generally will feel it and then try to communicate what it is I'm feeling with whoever I'm feeling it around or about uh, or if it's a situation I try very hard to resolve this whole COVID-19 has brought that out in in many, many different uh, aspects for me. And 
I feel as though I really genuinely have not had any moments of sheer distress or uh, anxiety about this situation, except on one particular day in which uh, my husband and I had a disagreement about some social distancing that I suddenly felt that he had perhaps been a bit too cavalier about or just not thinking fully about. And we, you know, we had quite a tense, anxious two hours and then talked it through. I expressed myself. He respected my feelings about what I was expressing. He asked me, you know, I want to deal with it. And were we now going into quarantine within our own house from one another, etc., etc. And just that, I guess that quick venting and that button being pushed that one time seemed to have been uh, quite a valve that needed to be opened and, and then closed upon its own self, just kind of like a kettle that boiled and then was taken off the the burner and allowed to subside. And I feel as though I was able to then go back to the way I most effectively and comfortably operate. And that is, okay, what can I take charge of that is actually possible? And how can I feel grounded and in the middle of what I'm doing? Well, really, interestingly so, that has been in acts of creativity, acts of positivity, and much of that has manifested itself in dance. And I am so grateful to Cherie's wedding and the use of her KNS Studios uh, because it has been such a blessing to my daughter and I to be able to move in a more fully realized fashion and to be able to create. Uh, Kira and I have even done little bits of choreography together to be able to to reach out to my students and in that space, create classes for them, either live or recorded. It has also given me a chance to connect with my body again in a much more consistent, deep, thorough level than I have been able to do in, well, almost a decade. So I, I feel so grateful for so much at this time. And apart from the longing for some dates with my dear, dear loved friends where we can just laugh and share time together and longing for getting into the studio with, actually with my dear students to be able to share our classes and our time and our growth and our development. I am not going to underappreciate all that is available to me right now and all that has has transpired and all that is developing still. And I am also on just a basic level, incredibly grateful for those that are close to me, myself, uh, my husband, my daughter, my family, our close friends and family, that no one within our circle has experienced ill health from this virus. And I really do hope that you are all in a similar situation. And I'd really wish for you to find the light in the cracks of your small house that you are building in both a spiritual and metaphysical way around yourself. Find the light shining in. Find those little chinks in the armor 
of of protection and the armor of of survival of getting by and and realize that that light shining in also offers you something and look around it at what you are able to accomplish and achieve and experience because we don't need to accomplish and achieve to experience and and live fully and find the appreciation in whatever is possible because I'm sure you will be surprised to see how many moments that you smile at and most of all thank you so much for sharing this time with me and your patience in my rather spotty appearance of late I actually might have to make up for this with a double whammy and uh Thank you. I really appreciate you coming back to Sarah's space and look forward to speaking with you again soon in the future. All right. Bye-bye.